I watched a documentary on the telly the other day, uh, and it was uh, it was about how the BBC had changed its radio reporting during the Second World War. Before the war, it had only really read out uh, bulletins from the wire agencies like Reuters. And then as the war progressed, that changed. So that by the time of the D-Day operations, which people are marking the 75th anniversary of today, Richard Dimbleby was on the beach of Normandy. The main broadcast, of course, still came from the studio. And it was always a matter of facts, not opinions. But it seems now, perhaps, when we turn on the news, that there's very few times that we see them behind the desk. A political comment must be delivered from the central lobby in Westminster. And reports on Donald Trump eating his lunch require the journalist to be stood in the pouring rain. Without a coat and without a brolly. And not content with reporting simply the events or expressing their own opinion, they frequently ask some members of the public about their take on the matter of the day. What do you think of this? What does it mean for you? I wonder how you would respond if the journalist came up to you and asked the question about an election, about the NHS, about different things going on. Maybe a camera crew might come up to you in the street and say, Excuse me, I wonder if you'd answer a question. Who is Jesus? Who do you say he is? And I wonder how you'd respond. Would you try and give a potted biography of Jesus? Maybe reciting a creed of some sort? We don't really say much in the way of creeds in this church. But occasionally they might come to mind. Maybe you would talk of his birth in Bethlehem, his death on the cross, of his resurrection and ascension, that he's sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, which we'll mark at Pentecost on Sunday. Would you maybe say what other people, different people think of him? that Muslims believe him to be a prophet. Or maybe you would say something about how your heart feels of him, of how you know something because of what he has done in your life. Jesus posed that question of his disciples, didn't he? Who do people say I am? And he got a mixed bag of answers. The disciples replied that some say John the Baptist. 
Well, of course, the disciples knew that Jesus was not John the Baptist. Some of them had been followers of John the Baptist, probably even seen John baptize Jesus. So I wonder whether they corrected those folk and said, no, you've got the wrong thing there. Or whether they just ignored it. Some of the disciples said that there were people in the crowds who thought Jesus was Elijah returned to earth. Prophet Elijah was a bit of a confrontational character. He was a bit in your face with those in power and also members of the public too. God performed many miracles through him. And it was understood that he would return to earth and prepare the way for God's anointed one. So I guess to some extent it was understandable that some people thought Jesus was maybe Elijah. And the prophet returned to life. But later at the transfiguration it's explained that John the Baptist was playing the role of Elijah, preparing the way in the wilderness. Others say that Jesus was a prophet. In Matthew's account, Jeremiah is named at this point. Or maybe they thought one of the minor prophets from scriptures. Or maybe they were just thinking it's a new prophet, a street preacher who believed he was bringing a message from God to somebody else, one of many. They came and they went. Maybe they thought he wasn't the first one and he wouldn't be the last one. We might think differently. We know him to be the first And the last, the Alpha and the Omega. How wrong they could be. Well, many different answers from the crowd. But having considered who others suggested he might be, Jesus now posed the question. What about you? What about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter knew. The Messiah. I wish it kind of told us what the other disciples thought. You know, whether the other disciples agreed with that. I wish we also knew exactly what was going through Simon Peter's mind. You know, had had Simon Peter been mulling this for a long time, did it suddenly come out on the spur of the moment? And Jesus asked Peter not to tell the others who he was, Or what would happen? Perhaps the contemporaries 
you know, had a particular fix on what Messiah meant. How he would free God's people. They perhaps saw him as a leader of violent revolution. A sort of Marxist Che Guevara type character from Central America in the 50s and 60s. And that's not who Jesus knew himself to be. His messiahship comes in a different package. Not moulded by those around him. He comes as a servant. He is our saviour. But if we want to be with him, we too must carry our cross. We too must give up our lives. Not by suffering the agonising death that he did, but by choosing to follow God's ways rather than our own. Putting aside our old life and gaining a new one. Eternal life with God. So who is Jesus? Who is the Christ to you? A prophet, one of many. Someone who came to prepare a path for others. Or is he your Lord and Saviour? And if so, what does that mean about how we shape our lives? Do we worship him with all of who we are? Do we bring glory to him with our words and our actions does every opinion everything that we might get asked on the street would that elicit a response that is Christ shaped so that every word we speak honours the one who gave himself for us Amen.